Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Today we continue our sermon series on the parables in the Gospel of Matthew. We're still in chapter 13, a chapter jammed full of parables, in particular progression. Through parables, remember, Jesus calls those who have ears, those who are hungering, those who are thirsting for salvation, to listen up. So far in this chapter alone, Jesus has told those who come to listen to him to open their ears to a parable about a sower and the seed that he sows. Here he offers himself to those who hunger and those who thirst for salvation. By hungering and thirsting, we're talking about the weary, both then and now. Those who are desperate in their search for truth. Those who find no truth in this world, no matter how hard they look. Those who are not satisfied with what this world offers. Those who live in pain. Those who are plagued by suffering. Those who try to find something good in a world living in moral poverty. To all who long for something better in life that will quench their thirst and provide them with food so that they won't have to go on searching for it. This parable calls all those to faith in him that he, Jesus, is the Messiah. He is the end of the quest for righteousness. He is the seed that makes the soil good, produces good, produces righteous fruit. Anyone who hears will hear Jesus' call to rest and trust only in him. Jesus followed that parable, you'll remember, last week with a parable about how those who have heard and believe in, the, in, in, in him live in his kingdom, even while they are in this world. Jesus told about the temptations, false truth of the weeds that the evil one sows where Jesus' word had been heard. Those who hungered and thirsted for salvation grow in a field around us that is sown by the evil one who deceives, wants to distract the hope in Christ, promises that are false to pull them away from their Savior. And we heard in John's gospel how he says a little differently and teaches us what Jesus' point is. I am the vine, and my Father's is the gardener. Remain in me. Remain planted in good soil, and I will remain in you just as the branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains in the vine. So you can't be a fruitful harvest unless you remain in me. You are a part of a healthy harvest only because you remain in God's word, nourished by his word and his body and blood. Well, in today's parable, Jesus chooses a seed other than wheat. He describes God's kingdom, God's kingdom using a mustard seed. Matthew 17 is a passage we probably all hear, have heard, and go to immediately in our mind when we hear of mustard seed. We most likely think of Matthew 17 where it says, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain over there, move. Remember that teaching? Kind of sticks with us. 
At some point in your life, you probably fixated on an object and tried to move it from one place to another to see if you had faith and then judged yourself and said, I guess I don't have faith, or at least not very big. You proved to yourself that you don't have that kind of faith. Disappointed that you don't even have faith the size of a mustard seed. But if you think Jesus is demanding that you grow your own faith into greatness the size of a tree, can tell you right now, you failed, and so have I. Not only you, but me too, and anyone who dare boast about the fruit that their seed has produced, boasting about good fruit, a good work that I did. Let's be honest. My faith, anyway, is weak most of the time. I don't feel my faith grow from day to day. The weeds all around me accuse me of being a hypocrite, not acting like a Christian. If you were a Christian, you would do this. Well, if my fruit depended on my work to grow into a big tree, it would be a twig. And the harvest would be one apple at best, blowing back and forth in the wind, almost ready to fall, swinging back and forth. Reminds me of when my children told me how they liked to wiggle and play with my mother's wobbly earlobes when, when she was still alive. That would be my fruit. Just a little wobbly earlobe on the dangling branch. Not much. We all know that mustard seed parable. I want you to forget that parable. <laughs> That's not what Jesus is talking about here. Now, you're not going to be able to forget it, right? Because we've talked a lot about it. At least for today, that's not what Jesus is getting at. That's not how he's using the mustard seed today. Jesus is not using the mustard seed to talk about the size of your faith or the size of the fruit. As I can hear Andy Griffith say many times to Barney in his sitcom, that's not what I mean at all. Instead, Jesus tells this parable between the parable of the wheat and weeds and the explanation that he gives as promise and hope for those plants growing in the field to call people to him. Not as something people had to do. Those listening to Jesus were familiar with the mustard seed. In the Jewish community, it was proverbially considered to be the smallest of all seeds, but abundant in growth. But how does that describe the kingdom of God? The mustard seed grew wild, but you could plant it, without much attention given to it. Without noticing it, it grew. Started small, started insignificant, looking like a weed, Suddenly, it grew fast. And in a few years, it reached the height of 20 to 30 feet. In the field of harvest, if you planted a mustard seed, you could find refuge from the shade under its branches while the plants were growing. And that's what Jesus was pointing to. Our text in Ezekiel, this was a promise being fulfilled in Ezekiel, prophesied, saying, This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take a sprig from the lofty top of cedar and plant it. I will pluck from the top one of its tender twigs, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. I will plant it on a high mountain of Israel, and it will raise branches and produce fruit and become a beautiful cedar, 
Every bird will live under it. Every winged creature will live in the shade of its branches. Our Lord says that in the parable, though it's a mustard seed. Placing this parable between the sower and sower in the seed and the weed of harvest in the life of the kingdom, Jesus reveals the all-encompassing worldwide harvest of the kingdom of God. Starting out small, insignificant, unnoticed, but entering on the world stage in about 30 years to be more than 30 feet high. Interesting enough, the span of Jesus' ministry, only three years. His message to the people listening to him was to live in the shadow of his wings, protected from the scorching sun, the weeds that grow and become a fruitful harvest. Well, how does this parable speak to you and me? The mustard seed is God's word. The mustard seed is Christ himself. One seed, one person, one who will die, one who will rise, one who will ascend, and one who will come again. He began his ministry with one, then two, then 12. Then he sent out 70 who went all over from Jerusalem into the Middle East, even before Paul got into Asia Minor, even before Paul got there, planting seeds in the field for a later harvest. Later, the disciples picked up the pace. In a matter of 40, 50 years after Christ, this seedbed reached from Jerusalem to modern-day Turkey and the Balkans and to Spain, the end of the earth at that time. So fast did this mustard seed kingdom grow into an enormous tree, and it continues to grow. Only one seed was sufficient by the power of that one seed God's kingdom grows today. He calls people to him, not through projects, not through programs necessarily, not through spectacles and events, but one by one, sharing that seed between people, twig by twig, branch by branch, to be planted and live in his kingdom. And the kingdom grows. That's promise. That's hope. You, Christian brothers and sisters, are a part of a great and ever-increasing harvest. His word has called you. Your hope and faith are in Christ, in whom you grow and bear fruit. Despite the evil weeds growing all around you, God's kingdom to which you belong will grow and overtake that. Christ is the mustard tree. All who hunger and thirst from all nationalities, all ethnicities, whatever you want to call them, all humanity, all animals, all of creation, groan, that is, hunger and thirst for this salvation revealed in the sons of God, as Paul says in Romans. But Jesus wants to make sure that you and I understand this, so he immediately emphasizes the enormity of God's kingdom with a short parable about yeast. The yeast also reveals how large the kingdom of God is. Every person hearing him knows how leaven works. They use it daily after they harvest the wheat. Takes an insignificant, small amount of yeast to make dough rise. But the amount of yeast in the parable is somewhere close to 40 pounds. Imagine that, such an exorbitant amount of flour and yeast only for one household. 
Wolfgang Puck would probably have protested way too much, Jesus. Unless the household is large to be made up of thousands of people, which it isn't, we're not talking about a household here, we're talking about a kingdom. In this parable, Christ is the leaven. You and I are lifeless lumps of dough. And it's true, some of us look more like lumpy, lifeless dough boys. <laughs> but by his word, Christ fermented and raised lifeless bread given to 5,000 people who sat on a hillside. And by his word, he feeds you and all Christians throughout the world with his body and blood and bread and wine. For now he ferments you with his word, causing you to grow, overflow the sides of the bowl that holds the dough. But now listen closely. To do this, he doesn't have to need you. Yet all your needs are met in him. He who lives in you is sufficient and not insignificant to cause you to raise and be bread, feeding those who hunger and thirst for salvation from their worthless lives. And Christ is the everlasting leaven who on the last day will raise your lifeless lump of dough as part of an eternal harvest to eternal life, to never have to hunger or thirst again. As the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day soon found out, the number of Christ's followers increased and overflowed and sought refuge in him, so much so that they had to kill him, which is just what he came to do. Day by day, he was feeding more and more, calling them to faith, giving them new life, to life in God's kingdom. And today, his kingdom has come to you. He calls you to seek him, to lay down your burdens, your worries, your ailments, your depression, your loneliness, your false hopes that have produced nothing for you. He calls you to seek refuge in the shadow of his wings, in his branches, to find solace, comfort, forgiveness, mercy, love, and salvation. Amen. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.